just went oh, ahead yeah. of all that business plan so I can – Oh, sweet. Yeah. That worries that. So, Sam's Arts, yeah. It clutch. Yeah, that's where it's at for sure. All right. Yeah. Y'all ready? We ready. All right. Let's, let's roll. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to our official first Not the Experts College Football Pod, our second – Unofficially, our second episode. The first one hasn't seen the light of day and never will, probably. But anyways, I'm joined by, uh, as always, by my co-host, or we're, that's weird saying my co-host, our, <laughs> sounds so possessive, <laughs> Titus, uh, <laughs> by the other host of Not the Experts, uh, Titus Majors. Titus, how you, you doing? I'm good, I'm good, bro. How and... Oh, good, man. Uh, and then we are also joined by one of my best friends. Uh, I was the best man at his wedding. I should have just started. With, I just said, I'm Chris's best man. Uh, Chris Wesley, college, we met in college, uh, and he's a lifelong Georgia fan. All thing Georgia sports, Atlanta. Uh, not so much the Falcons anymore, but yeah, pretty much everything else. <laughs> At some point, well, you just got to distance yourself from the Falcons. Like, for your own mental health, you just got to create some distance between y'all two. The toxic relationship. Oh, I, don't, I don't even watch the Falcons anymore. I watch the Jaguars more than anything you. else. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big Gardner Minshew fan. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> for me. I can see that. <laughs> um... What was I going to say? Um, uh, I was going to bring up something, but never mind. We'll move it on. So we're going to start off the college football pods with just firing off hot takes. So last week, me and Chris, we had some hot takes. Um, one of Chris's takes was that Florida is not winning the SEC East. I countered that. Yeah, I countered that take with Florida is going to win the SEC East. Ooh, I also said, yeah, I also said if Alabama loses to anyone this year, it's going to be Mississippi State, and I declared my fandom for Mike Leach, and I've hopped on the bandwagon, and that's about it. We talked about a lot, um, but so moving on, this week's hot takes. Uh, Chris, you go first. I'm going to save Titus for next. All right. If uh if Muschamp cannot beat uh Vanderbilt, he's on the hot seat. And he's not just on it. I'm pretty sure they're gonna burn him at the stake in that hot seat. Whoa. They will get rid of him quicker than anything and put Mike Bobo as head coach. They won't do it they won't do it during the season, oh, but they God. will do it that's at the, the end that's of the, the season. Options? <laughs> they really Wait, don't have anyone else. Will Muschamp and Mike Bobo? Those are the choices. I mean, That's a disaster. At I would, this I would, point, for I South would rather Carolina, just like. <laughs> That's, they, might, they might as well forfeit 2021. That's <laughs> yeah, they should have opted out. Yeah, I, uh, like a lot of I said this on the live show. A lot of schools are just corona risks at this point because your program is worthless. Like, I don't know why you're here. I feel like about a lot of schools. South Carolina is definitely one of them. Like, you're just out here risking COVID for no reason. I'm pretty sure the Big 12 has regretted as a collective. Besides Iowa State, they're the only they're the only ones who are okay with this football season. I'm sure the rest of them pretty are much, pretty much yeah. 
Yeah, they're regretting the decision Oklahoma, to play. <laughs> Oklahoma and Texas. I think, is that what I think Oklahoma State. Yeah, yeah, they're undefeated. Oh, Oklahoma yeah, State, uh, but the, the Oklahoma River, and Texas. The Red River uh, rivalry, formerly known as the Red River Shootout, Saturday, right? Yes. Yeah, it's so irrelevant Born because down. they both already. It's rare they both already started failing before they play each other. Like they're both failures already for the season. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah that's what's crazy. It's usually this game's a big deciding factor of how. Right. You know, the rest of the season is going to exactly. turn out for the, bat, for the Big 12. Exactly. And now there's, um, you know, nothing <laughs> nothing to shoot yeah. for here. Yeah, uh, Tom Herman's overrated, too. That's been proven. but For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's been, that's been proven. <laughs> uh, you got anything else, Chris? Oh, wait, wait. Before you uh, say uh, – uh, Okay, Chris, my bad. Sorry. Well, before Chris uh, moves on to the second one, <laughs> I just want to say real quick – um, yeah, I agree. If, if anybody loses to Vanderbilt, that coach should be fired. All right, move. <laughs> second, second take, Chris. Don't, don't disrespect Derek Mason like that. Oh, okay. That's true. I do. <laughs> shout out Derek Mason. He's a very good He's coach. He's yeah, I do like Derek yeah. Mason. But there's only so much like you can Derek. do with Vanderbilt. <laughs> it's only so much, right? That's why Frank, yeah. that's why James Franklin got out of He's like, I can't go any further with this. Yeah. And with the Penn State. Like, yeah. <laughs> See, and that's the difference between Mason and Muschamp. They understand Mason's not going to win any football games this season, and they're okay with that. But Muschamp, on the other hand, like I said, he's going to get drugged and raked through the coals. Well, because South Carolina actually has somewhat of a standing back with Stephen Garcia. Which is, which is funny that South Carolina, like, those Steve Spurrier years made South Carolina fans think that they're supposed to matter in college football. Like, you're really not. You're just supposed yeah. to be here and win every now. You're supposed to win like six games and just enjoy your life. A lot of college <laughs> programs have unrealistic expectations, and I don't think we talk about that enough. Like all y'all can't be eight nine win programs. Some of y'all got to win six. That's just gonna be your lane. That's gonna be your life. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's pretty much Absolutely. everything in sports, though. But you do have those those organizations out there who you know are not there to win. Uh, for right, example, right. Minnesota Timberwolves, the Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, you know, they know what their ceiling is. <laughs> so they're not out here trying to fool anybody. See, at least with pro sports, like, if you're terrible, it's your fault as an organization. Like, it's no one else's fault. You can be yeah. bad in college football just because your, your location is trash and no one wants to go there. Yeah. Like, South, like, living in South Carolina. The fact that Clemson made South Carolina matter is the most surprising thing. Like, fast you convince people from Atlanta to be like, hey, it's only three hours away. Oh, it's only three hours away. Yeah, but it's still South Carolina. We, yeah, everyone here drives through South Carolina. We don't drive to South Carolina for any purposes. We're trying to get North, we're trying to get North Carolina. We just got to go through there. None of Wait, us what care about, about South Carolina? I don't know, man. South Carolina, even though Trash. I don't frequent it often, uh, it's got pretty good golf, golf courses. The only thing South Carolina produced that matters is Zion Williamson and John Morant. What about Michael Jordan? He's oh, wait, no, Carolina. that was North Carolina. Yeah, never yeah. mind. <laughs> I think Colin Hill. I think Colin Hill will be the next thing out of South Carolina. What's a Colin Hill? Colin Hill's a man dying. Oh, you can yes. quote me on that. Yes. Is that a short uh, stop? Colin Hill is a man dying. I'm gonna go back nah, in. He's starting no. TV. <laughs> hey, oh, he's a I mean, he okay. looks. I thought he, was, he looks like he okay. could be playing shortstop, like a Dansby Word. Swanson out there. Word. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and edit it, that in uh, our conversation last week. We got we went on a 15 minute rant about how attractive Colin Hill was. Uh, oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> got you. <laughs> <But> all right. <laughs> all right. Human instinct. 
Chris, do you have any other hot takes? Um, you have to come back to me. I had one, but now I can't remember. Okay, well, um, I, we'll well, you... I did say last week. I don't know if this is really a hot take per se. It's just a prediction. But uh, Mississippi State will probably finish third or fourth in the the West. I don't see them doing any better. Third or fourth in the West. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to say you're wrong on that. <laughs> Man, uh, Patreon uh, died fast. It died as fast yeah. as it came. It, it really did. It really. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still yeah. on that bandwagon, though. I'm on that wagon. All right, I get it. Titus. Speaking of speaking of that bandwagon, Josie. Well, I sent it to Otter or Levi. That uh, the original hype video they made where Pittman came on the field in the wagon. He was sitting there, and then at the end of it, someone edited in the Oklahoma crash of their wagon yeah. on the field. How's that bandwagon feel now? <laughs> Boomer schooner. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Titus. You so got it. It's on me now. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about – this is this is it's part of a larger conversation to be had about the SEC creating these fake quarterback narratives just because they want so desperately to pretend these quarterbacks are good when most of them aren't. This Stetson Barnett thing – I'm over it. It's been two weeks. I'm over it. I'm so over it. Like, I saw some – Levi, I sent this to you earlier today. Right. I sent this to you earlier. I want to read the picture. Let me go find it in my phone. Um, I need to read it directly so I can get the full – you can fully understand why I'm over it. Let me just go to my messages. Levi. I can't find it. This is annoying. Oh, you can't find it? You want me to pull it up for you? Hold on. I found it. I found it. Oh, you found it? Okay. All right, yeah. So it's this because was you a, can't find dirt on the mailman. This was a meme. <laughs> <laughs> this was something that was on Facebook today. All right. Yeah, the picture of little, little Stetson Barnett, uh, Jake Fromm's tethered. Um, and it said, weeks ago, he was our fifth string quarterback. He didn't cry, pout, or transfer. He didn't have his parents call. He worked hard and took advantage of opportunities when they came. What is this narrative that we're running with with Stetson Barnett? He's been in college for 12 years, all right? He started at Georgia. He left because Justin Fields and Jake Fromm were there. I don't blame him. I've done the same thing. I'm not a trans- – everybody knows – Levi knows I'm not a transfer hater. I'm, I, I get it. Dude's trying Eason. to get to the next level. And Eason, yeah. Dude's trying to get to the next level. I get it. He transferred. Well, he went Juco, right? Mm-hmm. Went Juco. He was yeah, a walk-on at Georgia first, right? He yeah. was a walk-on yeah, walk- He was a walk-on. Preferred walk Georgia. So he left and went to – yeah, to Georgia. He left and went to Juco because they had too many quarterbacks in Georgia. Understood. I ain't knocking that. He came back. He was going to be behind two other transfer quarterbacks, but one opted out, and the other one was injured most of the summer and didn't get to practice, right? So <laughs> at what point does Seth Barnett become the, oh, he didn't pout, he stayed at school, and now we hate transfer quarterbacks, even though we had two of them who are better than him clearly and we're going to start over him, but he stayed. That's, he didn't even stay. He had nowhere else to go. He's transferred already. Where are you going to go? He's out of transfer options. Like, just, it's okay I mean, to like Stetson Barnett. It's a cool story, right? Like, it's a cool underdog story. You know, the guy you didn't expect to get started. We all watch Friday Night Lights. We all love Matt Saracen. Friday Night Lights, Matt Saracen. Cool. He's Matt Saracen. Great. You know what I was going to do for Matt Saracen? They weren't going to be like, oh, he stayed at school. Where was he going to go? No one wanted him. What else wanted Stetson? And he's, there, he's starting now, and Kirby Smart's going to do the thing where he's scared to play a more talented player because that's what Kirby Smart does. You win some games, Kirby's like, okay, you can stay here. I like you. 
You get to say you get to say it's our job till you lose, and then we'll just fall on our faces, and people wonder why I kept Jake Fromm over Justin Fields. But it's like I'm over it, bro. I don't get it. I'm over this Justin Barnett experiment and the and the and the story. It's like it's like how fast I got over Bo Nix last year. I was done with Bo Nix about three weeks into the season. I got so tired of seeing that picture of him in the stands. Oh, you cannot, you cannot compare Stetson Bennett to Bo Nix. Same thing. Say, you know that's the same thing. You know the same thing. Oh, it's Bennett. I keep calling him Barnett. I'm sorry, it's Bennett. I don't know. I keep messing that up. But that's how. Yeah, put yeah. some respect on the UPS man. I, I can't. I can't. Dropping off <laughs> but, big deliveries. But but yeah, so it's like with the Bo Nix thing last year. Remember, they, they kept showing the one picture of him at the Auburn game. And I was like, I was like, okay, I'm so over this. Can we stop doing this? I'm over this as Barnett story already. I've had enough. Yeah, can I just correct you one second? Uh, you said you were tired of Bo Nix after the third yes. week of the season. It was after yes. the, the first game, bro, against Oregon. When You're they kept, right. That's when You're they kept right. replaying that whole yes, scenario. They kept showing the, yeah, they kept showing the clip. And I think, oh, yeah, because I did take you that night. And I was like, I'm over this already. Yeah. I did take you that, that night. Yeah, I did take that that night that I'm over this after in yeah. the middle of the Oregon game. Because I was I could just yeah. predict the four years of Auburn fans convincing themselves that Bo Nix was a good quarterback and um them playing that story every year. And they drive and I can already predict like the article that's gonna come out about his potential draft stop as he gets picked in the sixth round. Like I, I see all this coming in the future. Yeah. So, yeah, I just want SEC fans as a whole, you don't have to lie. You 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 have a lot of other good talent at the position. You don't have to lie about quarterback. All right. This <laughs> produces a lot of talent. Quarterback is not one of them, except for a couple recently. Like you don't have to lie in LA's quarterbacks are good. Just stop. Well, that's what we used to pride ourselves on. We didn't need the good quarterbacks. Right. And and we're kinda of back there again. We're kinda of back there yeah. again. I mean, we might have Mac Jones. I don't know. I don't know about Mac yet. I need to see more. Okay. Uh do you want to counter Chris? Yeah. With that statement. I mean, yeah, I mean, when someone's 2-0 and put an ass whooping on a top 10 ranked team, even as a walk-on, oh and then a transfer, the and then a scholarship transfer back, you got to throw some respect on that. Okay, he's not Mr. Flashy, Mr. Kyle Trash, or KJ Costello. He's not going to throw a 1,000 yards a game. But you know what? You don't have to when you got Zamir White, when you got one of the best offensive lines in the nation, and when you have the best defense in the nation. All you got to do is complete passes. That's it. And that's what he does. He is Jake Fromm Jr. He's about a foot shorter, probably about 20 pounds lighter. But you know what? He's more agile. I think overall he's probably got he's probably got more athleticism in his body than Jake Fromm did. But that's, that's not Jake Fromm may have been a better <laughs> – uh, okay, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but but Jake Fromm, Jake Fromm as a freshman took him to the national championship, which yes, we lost. But did he take them there? Still, or Jake, did he hang Jake out? Fromm is the most Jake Fromm is the most hated on quarterback, I think, like all of did, the past three years. Do you Especially know why? Because, because he had a people, bad season last year. Because we all have eyes, and we got to see Justin Fields play football, and it's like, oh wow, you kept you kept Jake Fromm over that. All right. You you want to know hot take? I'll give you a hot take. Jake Fromm's better than Justin Fields. Maybe not more athletic. At being a leader, at being a quarterback, he's better at playing the position. Not necessarily being the athletic How? quarterback, but I mean, he definitely beat out Justin Fields. Did he beat out I mean, Justin Fields? Did he get Justin, to school first? And is Kirby Smart the type of coach that's not going to change quarterbacks? All three of the above. <laughs> I guess would be the correct answer. 
<laughs> thing, right? Like we're talking about but, Kirby but Smart. Still. Kirby Smart has not proven himself to develop a quarterback at all. Because Jake Fromm didn't improve at all to me at Georgia. Like he had flashes of brilliance. No, but he had flashes of brilliance. Like, oh wow, Jake Fromm can do things on a football field. That's nice. But it's not like Kirby was out there making him better. Because at no point do I think in Jake Fromm's career, I was like, oh yeah, he's clearly improved. Because if he did, if Jake Fromm was improving year to year, as the Alabama uh, year where he was great in those Alabama games, he would he would that would have been like who he became, and it's not. He just stayed the same. Just a dude. I mean, but that's the thing though. Kirby's not this offensive-minded, like new school kind oh, of yeah. coach. He's definitely an yeah. old school. I mean, look at his defense. He prides himself on defense, and because of that, we've had the best defense for the past two to three years now. So I mean, he's not he's not going to be the one to develop a quarterback like right. uh, like anyone else is. I mean, I'm surprised Nick Saban has developed as many quarterbacks as he has. Yeah, has. because that's because Nick Saban. One thing about Nick Saban is he values winning so much that he will evolve with the time. He got tired of getting beat by these like super super mobile, accurate quarterbacks, and he was like, "Well, what should I do different?" And they're like, hmm, "Maybe we should get yeah. one." He's like, "Oh, that's a good idea." Yeah, and I want to. And Kirby was right there. Yeah, I want to chime in yeah, but, uh, real quick. Good. With yeah. so when it comes to Stetson, he is the cookie cutter QB template that Kirby Smart wants, and that's what he looks for. And that comes from being Jake from 2.0. And so with the whole Justin Fields thing, I think that's what it is. Is that duh, Justin Fields has more talent, and I say more, and I believe more potential down the road, but also. Does Kirby have the staff or the wits about him to adjust his, you know, game and use a dual threat QB? No, I don't think so. And I think the whole problem with Georgia with Kirby coming over is that Kirby has built – I'm not even – well, he hasn't built it from the ground up because Mark Rick got it pretty high. He just couldn't get it high enough. But um, I, I feel like he's, he's done a better taken, job of keeping – He's done a better job of keeping in-state talent in-state than Mark Rick did. I'll give him that. Yeah, point. he he has done that. His recruiting has yeah. been way better. But that's just the page from the Nick Saban handbook. And what I think – what he's literally done is he just took the Nick Saban handbook with him. He stole it from uh, Nick Saban's desk, uh, you know, pressed the button on that door. Somebody got access to that button and was able to get into the office, took that handbook, and took it back with him. So he literally started Georgia out – in like 2000 with a 2008 2009 college football mindset. Yeah, he stole the wrong handbook. He stole the wrong Yeah, handbook. exactly because uh <laughs> I mean, I feel like he's in you know Nick Saban's first years like he's got Georgia still in that mindset yeah. or in that way where then Nick Saban saw what what pushed Nick Saban to evolve was Auburn, bro. I mean, if if I'm going to give Auburn anything, it's Auburn getting Cam Newton and Gus Malzahn. It wasn't Gene Chizik. He didn't have anything to do with that. It was those two people right there and how they were able to spread the ball. And they were, I mean, they were giving the defense hell because they had to change the whole rule. Nick Saban had to pretty much plead to the committee to put a new rule in so he could sub people out because there's no way he's going to be able to beat that. So, I mean, he took notes and he evolved. He got uh, Lane Kiffin in, which is pretty much what started the whole thing. And so – yeah, I just Lane think Kiffin Kirby's going to have to evolve. Looks like a good quarterback. Yeah, yes. and, um, Chris, yes. and Chris, um, one thing I would like to yeah. say about your Kirby Smart thing, you know who else in the SC, well, another SC coach had good defensive lines, good offensive lines, good every, good talent all around except for quarterback. You know who else had that? Miles on? No, Les Miles. Yeah. Yep. 
That's vows. Well, yeah, I thought you were going to go with Alabama because that's how I'll, Greg Mack will nah, play <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to go, I wanted to go I mean, with a coach that failed a lot. Yeah. With, with everything except the quarterback, and it's Les Miles. Yeah. Miles has got some rings, though, so – there's some, definitely some Miles has a ring. Miles has a ring, and, and Kirby okay. Hart, and Nick Saban has half of his other one. Nick Saban has half his other ring. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Because okay. okay. that was and a he, Nick Saban uh, roster right there. He just took over. <laughs> right, yeah, that first, one, that first was Nick Saban roster. That first was the Saban one. Um, yeah. And the thing with that style is that, like, uh, like once, Saban, once Saban decided that he wanted to change it up, but Miles never adapted it, and that was the difference every time they played. Like you're not, mm. you were not gonna beat them playing that style. It was proven. Like at, you're not gonna beat Georgia, Alabama playing Alabama style. Like not back then you weren't. Unless Miles never mm-hmm. figured that out until they had to be like, okay, we gotta get you up out of here. Ed came in, had that had one year where he was trying to get his guys in there, and then the next year they figured it out and they had a dominant offense. Like this this style of not having a quarterback is not winning in college football anymore. It's kind of dead. Like you gotta have a quarterback. Every playoff team, pretty much except for like that year Washington made it has had a very good quarterback. Am I wrong? Like, at least a very good college quarterback, right? Like, yeah. Alabama had Hurts. Oklahoma's always had it. Had, had, um, they've always had a guy. Like, whether it be yeah. Baker, whether it be Murray. Um, Clemson's had, had Deshaun have some. Then they got Trevor Lawrence. They had that one year with uh, – what's the dude's name? Um, um, what's the dude's name that was at Clemson? Oh, Kelly Bryant. Kelly, yeah, yeah had Kelly like Bryant Kelly, for that one yeah. year, and then they lost, and they were like, okay, well, that's enough of that. Um, you got to have that. Alabama had Tua, and then they had Jalen Hurts, who was a very good college quarterback. Um, pro prospects, I don't know. I'm, I'm over it already. I'm, I'm over it. I'm an Eagles fan, <laughs> in case you didn't know, Chris. I'm, I'm kind of over the Jalen Hurts. No, I know, and I'm, I'm sorry, I feel sorry for that. I understand the struggle. <laughs> right. Yeah, but but we in first place, though. First place. <laughs> but yeah, like overall, I just, I just, yeah, I just, I don't, I'm not a Kirby Smart guy. Like, yeah, I'm really not. I, I was at first. I thought he had, he did some good things. Like, he's done some good things recruiting, but this, I don't think he's figured it out. And if you can't develop a quarterback right now, and if you can't, like, at least play the most talented guy based on the talent, you can't, you can't figure out how to make, look, man, if you can't figure out how to make Justin Fields your best quarterback, that is your fault. And I cannot defend okay, it. Okay. I will say this for Kirby's defense, though. Like, he's had the quarterbacks there. Like, I mean, this year, he it has. doesn't help Jamie Newman. Jamie Newman opted out. That's not Kirby's fault. No, that Honestly, hurt. That Jamie, hurt. Jamie Newman would have been the quarterback that you're talking about. That oh yeah, that's the one thing. Have. That's the one thing I wanted to counter leave out. Um, I do think Georgia's initial plan was to have a mobile guy, right? They had they yeah. built the offense towards a mobile yeah. quarterback, and then the quarterback's opted that, out. That is Jason that Williams. is true. Yeah. So yeah. he may have been trying so, that I mean, solution, but seeing yeah. him back and in then his, he in even his... brought in JT Daniels too, who's right. not mobile, but he's a stud of a quarterback. He's yeah, mobile enough. He, and he just got cleared, but I feel like given Kirby's history, he's gonna stay with this Stetson uh, Bennett thing until it fails miserably, and then we all laugh at him again. I'm gonna laugh at least. <laughs> he also, I'm gonna laugh he at also brought least. in Dwan Mathis. He also brought in Dwan Mathis. And next year we're bringing already. in Carson Beck. Go look up Carson Beck. Carson Beck look, is man. the quarterback you're talking about. But, but here's the thing, though. Like it's the same thing with Alabama. Like getting all the quarterbacks is cool, but eventually one of them's gonna, one or two of them's gonna transfer. So it's like, okay, you have a nice quarterback room for a summer. Then as soon as you announce one starter, everybody else is out. <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, via, via I, like I get the quarterback recruiting thing. Yeah, like I get the over recruiting of quarterback, but also like it it doesn't 
it doesn't impress me as much until I see which one you have as your starter and how that looks. Like I kind of, I'm kind of, it's kind of unfair to be results oriented, but I feel like you got it in college football. You got to got to wait for results with recruiting. Like, okay, maybe you chose the right guy, maybe you didn't. We'll see what happens down the line. But yeah, that's all I got to say for Stetson in Georgia. Yeah, well, I think yeah. for I, I don't want to say I wouldn't go as far as they straight up cannot will not win anything or you know win a championship with um Bennett because when I look I only say that just because when I look back on the Georgia Alabama national championship game honestly there were so many times that in that fourth quarter especially that when Georgia was trying to convert a third down that uh Jake Fromm would either the wide receiver he would throw a good pass and the wide receiver would drop it but a lot of times it would it was these clutch need a uh you know you need to gain some yards to stay on the uh, field and Jake Fromm would just throw it at their feet. So they had the scheme drawn up. They knew what they had to do. It just came to, he didn't make the, you know, he, he just didn't come through in that situation. So if you do have the talent all the way around you and you draw up the right game plan, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've got faith that, you know what, I'll probably have more faith just by watching those two games that Stetson Bennett wouldn't be throwing it at his wide receiver's feet, you know, three times in a row in a national championship. I, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to judge with that, but we'll see in a few weeks. They I don't know. Year. It's we'll weird. In, we'll see in a couple weeks, right? They yeah. play this year. And like, I think I told you on the show, my theory is that like Kirby Smart might just have a way to make out, to make, to expose Alabama defenders that no one else has because he was there for so long. Yeah. Because like yeah. Jay Prom, I don't know if Chris would agree with that, but I, I think I said Jake Prom's best career games were both against Alabama. That's when the ones I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my God, this is like a quarterback. This is a quarterback yeah. right here. Like I, I've always felt yeah. that way. So I wonder if Stetson looks like that. I'm wondering if Kirby just knows something about how to expose those deep defenders, which will make sense because he was there for so long. So he kind of mm-hmm. knows Nick's weaknesses in terms of that. Well, so well somebody how this looks. Yeah. Well, somebody who's watched that duo, you know, all the way through and right. then has seen the after effects of them not being the duo anymore. But uh, right. to me, yeah, you're exactly right. I don't know if I would give – yeah, I'm giving Kirby that credit, but I wouldn't give him too much credit because, honestly, you know, Titus, I'm sure you remember I made that two-hour-long solo reaction uh, show, and I'm yes. pretty sure I spent 60 minutes in itself just yelling about how Kirby did everything any – decent offensive-minded coach should do against Alabama, especially like those few years and how weak our secondary was. All you had to do was throw the intermediate passes uh, across the middle, just hit them with slants and outs, and we're not going to be able to cover it. And so that had the right thing. It was just that Jake choked, you know. I mean, he just couldn't get the ball there sometimes, and that's what pretty much ruined their chances. Yeah, and it's not a, it's not it's mostly that, but also Kirby has this really bad habit of taking his foot off of the gas, like every single game we have a yeah. lead at halftime. Yeah. He he just he reverts back to running the ball mm. up the middle every single time. I mean, right. that's part of the that's honestly probably fifty percent of the reason we lost both times. Given Saban and that pulled some QB ma- magic joker. Oh, that was the dumbest call. Yes, that was that life. was on. Yes, that was so stupid. I couldn't how, believe how many it. You I gave us that. It. You gave us that game with that. Like, I was literally watching, it and I'm like, he put his back quarterback on the field and thought they weren't going to think fake punt. That's yeah. what he just did. We probably we probably punted 50, 60 times all season that year, and not once did Justin Fields come on the field. <laughs> and all of a sudden, during national championship, we decided to run him out there. What? Come on oh now. Oh, my gosh. That was incredible. 
Those yeah. incredible boots. Well, um, Tyler, you got anything yeah. else? Nah, that's the... all for me, man. That's it. Well, I, mean, uh, I need to get that out. I'll be back <laughs> next week. Hopefully, me and well, Chris be on the same side. Yeah, I before y'all next week. Before you log out, um, I got one take, and I want you talk all here me. for it because, in case it's right, you know, on Sunday when okay, we have yeah, a little me. reaction, and I'm scared of this weekend. It's Ole Lane Miss, Kiffin weekend, right? Lane Kiffin. Yes. It's Lane Kiffin weekend and next week's Georgia. So are we looking over – okay, which Nick Saban, of course, he is making sure this team is not looking forward to next weekend and they're focused, right. focused on this weekend. But right. at the same time, I mean, Nick Saban can only do so much. At the end of the day, it's the players. You know, it's up to them. Are they going to do it or not? And with Lane Kiffin – Right. I mean, he's been slicing and dicing these defenses, uh, I mean, all throughout his career. But, of course, these past two games at Ole Miss, he's had no problem with them. And it scares me because he knows – I feel like Lane, if anybody knows how to beat Nick Saban right now, I feel like it's Lane Kiffin. Like, Lane Kiffin is very calculated and everything. And I feel like so. – I'm pretty sure you remember <laughs> – I'm pretty sure I've told this to you, Titus, back in the day. I said, Lane Kiffin's eventually going to come back to the SEC, and he's coming for Nick Saban's he head. Did I did. He did say okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So, this, this is, is what he's very, here for. <laughs> this is a very, like, comic book matchup where – the hero created his own his own arch nemesis. Yes. Because Nick Saban, when he fired Lane Kiffin in the middle of the playoffs, excuse me, said Lane would no longer be a part of the program in the middle of the playoffs. Right before the national championship <laughs> right game. The championship game. <laughs> That's what lost us in the Hattie. Right? <laughs> yes. Steve Sarkeesian, right? Yeah. Yes. Um and when he did that, he created he basically created the Joker. Yes. And now Lane is he back. Yes. <laughs> now the problem is Nick Saban, unlike Batman, he will murder Lane. Yeah. So, like, Nick has a lot of coaches he's gotten fired in the, in the SEC West. I think he wants to add Lane to that list. So, I'm not sure Lane's – I think Lane's going to get a W off Nick. But I think Lane's going to, like, always be competitive with Nick and give him hard times. But I think Nick's always going to win because Batman beats the Joker. And I think okay. Nick Saban being Batman is going to defeat the Joker, especially this year where Lane doesn't really fully have his talent there yet. He ain't really yeah. got his thing in there. He ain't never really get his system right. So I think he might get him out of there this time. You know what? Thank who you for that positivity. Titus. You're welcome. What's up? Hey, hey, Titus, who do you think is yeah. going to be the first uh, Saban assistant to actually beat Saban? Yeah, you beat me to that. <laughs> I really feel like it's Kirby. Uh, it could be Kirby. Jimbo might look into one one day. Like one when, day. when Fisher – Jimbo when, when Jimbo gets his – yeah, when Jimbo gets his talent, his actual talent, I think he'll be a lot better off than he is now. I mean, he's got his talent. How many years has he been there? Yeah, three? they're there. This is his third. Been, this is three, his third, third year. year, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Nick Saban's third year. Have... We were at the SEC championship. No, we were at the nat. No, we were in the natty. Sorry. National. Yeah, second year was SEC. Yeah. 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 So, um, but it's not his, his. It's not his quarterback though. That's what's holding A and M back. And didn't all their wide receivers decide not to play this year? Like three or four of them. I don't know. So maybe. Was, I think I remember seeing a couple of them off the dot. I do think I remember that. But um, yeah. it'll probably. I mean, if it's it's not Kirby, it'll probably be Jimbo. It'll probably I mean, it'll probably Jimbo. It'll probably be Kirby. It's a, I don't think we're gonna do it this year. 
Yeah, if it's if it's never well, I say well, Jimbo's playing it every single year, and he might luck into one just by mm-hmm. virtue of that and him having the recruits. Because one thing about Jimbo, he'll get the recruits, and they'll win a game every now and then. They shouldn't win. I mean, he proved that at Florida State. Yeah, like that talent carried that man to great heights, unknown well, heights unknown to him at any other point in his life. I always thought it would be Kirby, but yeah, he is yet to do it. And right. he doesn't face Alabama every year. And this may be next week, maybe the time he does it. But it, it's hope, either going to be Kirby not. or Kiffin, in my opinion. Kirby Kiffin, yeah. Yeah, with that. And, okay, just how 2020 is rolling out. Everything's weird. Um, I'm, I'm ready for – the unexpected. I'm ready for um, uh, the Leach and um, Kiffin to join forces against Saban and just come, and just oh. come make one Mississippi school. If Mississippi I made would, one giant Mississippi school, they'd be so much better off. But no, they need they, to have two big really schools. Like if you combine <laughs> Ole Miss and Mississippi State, they'd be over with. Like it's like okay, that's a lot of talent right there. That's the whole state covered. <laughs> Man, I would love to be in those quarterback rooms every day <laughs> with just Kiffin yeah. and Leach in there. <laughs> you would never. They'd be talking for three hours, and you'd have one thing about football. It, yeah, yeah. Or I was going to say, or it'd be the opposite. It would be information overload. Like they would just give you yeah, so yeah, many different yeah. things at the same yeah. time they would see. Because yeah. those are two offensive well, geniuses. I don't know if I sent you the clip, but like Mike Leaf's talking about his quarterbacks and dude was like, and the dude was like, <laughs> um, he was like, oh, what should I, what I, he threw a pick or whatever. He was like, what did I see? He's like, what did I do wrong? He's like, don't throw it to the other team. <laughs> that's all, that's all the advice Mike Leach had. Like Leach is, Leach is a crazy character, man. Yeah, it's the same thing with the audible. He's like, why didn't you yeah, audible? Yeah, yeah. He said, you, you told me. Yeah, you didn't say I could audible. He's like, well, I'm not. He said, I'm not on the field. Yeah, yeah. he's like, well, Graham Harrell was audible in 10 times a game. Yeah. I told him, you're on the field. He's like, oh, well, you didn't tell me that. I didn't know. Yeah, like, it's wild. But, yeah, it's going to be a fun weekend. Uh, I'm going to enjoy coming in here and giving my takes. Um, see how it goes. And the good thing about me is in college football, if y'all don't know, is I'm a neutral. I don't have I'm a former Ohio State fan, but I had to drop them after, after they hired or after they did the Urban Meyer thing. I was I was over that. And the way the whole yeah. thing went down with Terrell Pryor and those guys, I was kinda over it. So um I'm a neutral college football. So I'm here to just laugh at whoever's team and give my unbiased, unbiased, biased takes. I do hate some of your <laughs> fan bases more than others. My college football goes yeah. based on whose fan base I hate the most. Yeah. That's well, pretty much so- how it goes with me. I know usually it teeters between Auburn and Georgia. Who's number one right now? Oh, it's probably Auburn right now because I don't think they've been properly broken yet. I mean, the Georgia mm-hmm. thing helped a little bit, but I always will laugh at Auburn a little more than Georgia because my dad's a Georgia fan, so I don't like to laugh at him too much. Oh, yeah. I feel that. I was good with – I was okay Respect. with Georgia fans. I really wasn't too mad at y'all until this year until I saw the Stetson Barnett a bit – <laughs> the Stetson Bennett just thing. keep calling him Barnett that's what I'm gonna do right it's, it's a Skip Bayless thing I'm gonna call his name wrong until he like wins the championship or something weird yeah <laughs> it's like I won't, I'm gonna call you the wrong name until you win a title but yeah I was I was good with Georgia so I saw that but yeah um so yeah I used to be Florida but Florida is so irrelevant now they don't even matter anymore they're so Ooh. irrelevant yeah, oh. yeah 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 got that out of there too that is but true. I, I alright man y'all. I'm gonna get yeah, out of here appreciate you bro alright yeah. Peace out, buddy. Right, take it easy, bro. See. Also, um, another reason why I think Lane Kiffin may beat us this weekend is because um what was I gonna say? Man. I had it in my head the whole the time you saw today. me. Yeah, they moved it to six thirty. Was it a three thirty? Yeah, they game? pushed it back. Uh I think I think it was yeah. 
Cause, yeah, because it was the one on ESPN while George is on CBS. Uh, I'm glad you said that because you just reminded me of the reason. So the other reason why I think is a lot of times, well, it's mainly been the Iron Bowl. I think the last three, four times we've lost uh, um, Auburn. It was right after Cam, so the Nick Marshall year and the one or two other years. I've always had to work. And usually when Alabama loses, I'm not able to watch it. And so this weekend, I'm not really going to be able to watch the game or be, you know, focused in on it because I'm also going to be bartending um, a wedding at that time. But, uh, yeah, so that's just another reason why I think. But anyways, moving on. Oh, you, want, you got some? Well, I was gonna, did you see what Ole Miss did, I guess, for like a uh, – I guess a, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, a strategy for the game. But they said mm-hmm. to any fan who shows up two hours before game time, before kickoff, uh, they're doing 50% off all beverages at the stadium. And they throw oh beer. Oh, my God. These Ole Miss fans are about to be rowdy. Holy crap, dude. And honestly, they'll probably do the same thing that Georgia did, just have everyone – like that. Georgia had 20% or 25% capacity, but they all sat, like, on the 50-yard line. Yeah. So they'll all be huddled down right next to the sideline, probably booing Saban, getting in his ear. Yeah. Not See, like that's going to make a difference. So that's the thing, though, is that when you're in Alabama or I would say Clemson, but they play in the ACC, so that's pretty much irrelevant. But – when you're just a dominant powerhouse and you, you're a perennial top five team, you're going to get each team's best every week. And sometimes, you know, you hear that all the time. It's become cliche. But this is like the perfect – this is, you know, where all the wins are coming together or whatever. I just feel like this could be it. You know, this could be the upset to our season. I don't know why I'm sweating it, but I started sweating it yesterday for some reason. It just hit me. I was like, oh, my God, we're playing Lane Kiffin this week. <laughs> I guess – and we're still kind of suspect on defense. We're way better than we were last year, which is mainly due to injuries, and we had a first-time defensive coordinator, not – first year at Alabama defense coordinator, just period, first time being a play caller for the defense. So, uh, yeah, he, he had a lot of growing pains last year. But, I mean, if Lane Kiffin's going to be able to – we're going to have to outscore Old Miss. Oh, that's what you got to do in every football game, though. Like, I, I really don't yeah. think Alabama's going to have that problem, especially considering, like, Ole Miss has no defense whatsoever. Ole Miss also – doesn't have a rushing attack as of now. So it's not like if Saban can shut down their passing attack, that's that's it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I got Titus wanting to join in again. Let's see. He's... Yep. Oh, my goodness. Yo, you back? Hey, you back? sorry, I'm back. Yeah, I just <laughs> – I went on the Twitter and found breaking news. Yeah, I oh, no. Make sure that you had. What um, is it? Lane Kiffin, Will Muschamp, Kirby, Lane Kiffin, Will Muschamp, Jeremy Pruitt, and Kirby Smart are in a group chat together. And Lane said it's because we all have the same father. Uh, <laughs> oh, my. I need you guys to know that. Dude, I, I love need to make Lane. sure you guys know, knew that. I love I Lane Kiffin know. so much <laughs> because all his, all his uh, comments – 
or compliments are always so sarcastic and backhanded. You can never oh, tell if that he's man such a shady person. <laughs> he is, like, but I love it. I love it though like, because. Yes. Like, he'll can, sit there and praise Nick Saban for ten minutes. <laughs> if I can yeah. did, did y'all... This, it's like it's like looking at a black person it's like when people look at me and be like oh you're so well spoken and like young <laughs> would be like yeah I know the English language and then like wait a minute what else do you think I what what, what, what else am I supposed to be like <laughs> that's, that's Lane Kiffin that's Lane Kiffin with compliments he just says y'all be out here speaking like, Swahili right or now? something <laughs> right like, like, what, are you, what are you saying right now what do you really mean Lane hold up that's Lane that's, a, <laughs> that's exactly Lane speaking Kiffin. of Lane Speaking of Lane Kiffin giving like comments and stuff, did y'all hear him in that uh, press conference? What was that last Tuesday, or maybe it was yeah, last Tuesday? They went looking for him because it was at the same time every week, and they were looking for him and they couldn't find him. So they went looking in the bathroom, and you can hear someone like sliding something on the floor, and he starts talking. About two minutes later, he flushes the toilet. Oh he's on the yeah. Car- that was probably the best Lane Kiffin clip yet. I didn't hear – okay, so I haven't seen or heard this, but apparently there is audio to that, and at the end of it, he gives a, a little grunt that appears that we know he was taking a number two. <laughs> that's just what I've heard. Oh, I've, I've heard the audio. You yeah, that's what makes you guys had yeah. that. Yeah, we appreciate that breaking I news. I you guys had that info. You're welcome. And uh, Jimbo Fisher's apparent was not mentioned, so I guess he's not invited to the chat. All right. And I, <laughs> I like that. That's some, that's some pretty good breaking news. Yeah. We just need him just popping in uh, like every 10 minutes with some weird breaking news. <laughs> just make up the breaking news if you have to. All right. So let's move I feel on. like most of the breaking news happens on Twitter. And I'm never on Twitter. I'm never on Twitter either, dude. I'm so – I I just avoid so I mean I just don't have the want to get on social media. If I ever get on social media, it's just out of habit. Yeah. Yeah. But uh all right, so let's move on. They did it. Georgia not only beat Auburn, but they absolutely spanked that booty. Um they manhandled they absolutely manhandled them. And I said this on the show to Titus. I asked him, Titus, what is the number one thing? What's the number one key of winning a football game? Do you know what that is, Chris? Is it the trenches? Yes. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, you pretty much got it. Uh, you got to dominate yeah. the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And so, when your offensive line and your defensive line gets manhandled like that, there is no way in Hades you are going to be successful against top-tier competition like Georgia. And that's what happened at Auburn. We found out their offensive line and their defensive line is major sus. Capital S-U-S. Oh, big time. Although their their best uh, offensive lineman happens to be their best tight end at the same time, do you see that where they threw in that three hundred twenty pound kid as a tight end? No, really. Yeah, and he he ran like a three yard out slant or something. But he's going to be their best. I mean, but they also lost everybody last year on the defensive line. They only had Big Cat coming back. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not but, like. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I'm not very familiar, or I just really don't remember their offensive line last year, like if they lost a bunch of guys or 
Well, there, I just talking to my friend who is an Auburn fan. She said that their offensive line wasn't that great last year, and their defense. I mean, their secondary wasn't that great either. So they they were kind of used to seeing. It wasn't that much of a surprise to them. I mean, they were surprised, but I guess the areas they got, um, you know, blown up at wasn't much of a surprise for them. No, and yeah, it, help, it doesn't help. You can't Auburn be successful either. You go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, uh, it doesn't help either that Auburn lost smoke like first, like within the first five minutes of the game. That was a big yeah. factor. Not like it would have yeah. changed the game, but that that probably would have taken away a touchdown. Yeah. Um. So I want to make a but, correction. Did, Oh, uh, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. Well, I, I just it's a lot throw... harder doing it via. Yeah, it is. That's why Zoom is not ideal um, for those listening. If you can't tell, yeah, we're doing this over Zoom. But next week, we're going to try to do this in person. It was just today wasn't a great day for me to meet up. But um, so in our episode that we recorded last week, we were talking about Auburn and uh, I highlighted KJ Britt, which KJ Britt is really good, and he probably is the best defense player on that team. I know he struggled last. I mean, against Georgia, I think he was battling an injury too. He got hurt during the game, something like that. He got hurt. A, he he went out a couple times. Yeah, but um, so I was confusing him though last week. That's he's not actually the guy I wanted to highlight, or the person I discovered and thought is the best. I think. For sure, the second best defense player on that team is I, – I don't know his first name. He's uh, Corner, Tut. Yeah, Tut. Uh, Tut. I mean, I'm just going to call him King Tut. But that dude is good, bro. Like, that – he is fast. And he's one dude – I mean, he's good. <laughs> That's just why I wanted, I wanted to throw that in because I think Tut, that, that dude's a stud. Yeah, he he definitely shut down his side of the field pretty much. So um, no, but I mean, Britt, even though he was out, he wasn't out that much, but he's still a uh, top five in the SEC with tackles behind Arkansas's monster linebacker core. Mm-hmm. Um. So, who do you, who do y'all got this week? Tennessee. This is going to oh, yeah, be a big right, game right. for us. It's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be an interesting game. Everyone's doing exactly – oh, yeah, everyone's doing the exact same thing. And it's in Athens, but everyone's doing the exact same thing they did with Auburn. Like, oh, it's going to be a low-scoring game. I wouldn't be surprised if Georgia got upset. And everybody's mm-hmm. talking about uh, Cade Mays. Like, oh, we have Cade Mays. Oh, we have Trey uh, – Oh, what's his name? The other lineman for Tennessee. They're talking about Tennessee has the best offensive line. I think it's like Trey Hill. Yeah. Uh, my thing is, if they want to, if they want to tote the fact that they have Cade Mays and his younger brother, I really feel like all Georgia and Kirby Smart, all he really needs to do is walk out as soon as Kirby or as soon as Cade Mays takes the field and just set a folding chair out there on like the fifty-yard line for him <laughs> and his father to take a peek at. So like you may have Cade Mays, but we have folding chairs, and those are undefeated against the Cade Mays family right now. <laughs> I love that take. 
<laughs> you know what they should have? Um, does Georgia have – do y'all have, do, do y'all have a turnover or something? Like a turnover With chain the savage or belt pad. or something? Yeah, we have those. Oh, yeah, pads, y'all got that. Yeah, y'all need to swap out the spike pads for the steel chair this week. <laughs> and then uh, have your guys choreograph some good WWE steel chair wrestling moves on the sidelines. I would, I would love to see them. What's that uh, scene with uh, Stone Cold when he – no, uh, yeah, Stone Cold when he gets the, uh, the chair for Christmas at the WWE match? That's what they need to do. So put Cade Mays' father <laughs> over the top of Stone Cold. <laughs> That's what they should play every like every time Tennessee takes the field. That would that would make Cade Mays so mad. And Cade Mays honestly isn't even that good. If we're going to be honest, he spent more time on his back last season than he did actually blocking somebody. Yeah. Well, I mean, really, I don't know many people who were Tennessee fans. Tennessee fans are just arrogant, though. I mean, Tennessee fans, they have had nothing to cheer Tennessee for. Tennessee fans are for, Yeah, they are. And they have, they've had nothing to cheer for since Phil Fulmer um, was the head coach, not the AD, and back when, you know, they were beating Alabama. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I got nothing for Tennessee fans. They got Georgia minus 12 and a half. You taking that spread? I'll take the over. Oh, well, I'll take Georgia to cover. Yeah, Georgia to cover. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be more than. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised really, if it was a thirteen-point game. No, I really see, see it going along the lines of like the Tennessee game. I mean, the Auburn game. I could I could see Tennessee scoring a touchdown, unlike Auburn, but I would limit it to one touchdown. So maybe make it like a 13 to 31, something like that. Yeah. I, I think Tennessee's definitely stronger on the defense, on the defensive side of the football. Um, I think they're going to have a lot more success stopping y'all than Auburn did. It, it is going to be a lot closer game, I think. Uh, but, I mean, <laughs> y'all beat Auburn by what, 24? Uh, 20, 21. 21. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's going to stay in a two two score range. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Kirby's probably going to take his foot off on the second half, or whenever we build a two to three touchdown lead. Yeah, so it's. I wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee scored a late touchdown and covered, but I really don't expect it to. I mean, Georgia's defense is just too elite for any of the offenses we're going to play, minus possibly Alabama and Florida. Yeah, that's why I still – I'm still sticking with my take that I think Florida is going to win the East. And that's – it's really not a slight on y'all. It's just more of are y'all going to be able to handle that stretch of games? Yeah, we do have we do have a tough slate. But, I mean, I really think, like, I think we have Kentucky right before Florida. So, I mean, and we have a bye before then. So, we're coming off Alabama with the bye and then Kentucky and then Florida, if I'm not mistaken. But I think Kentucky will be a good warm-up game. Yeah. I mean, it's we're, we'll be the – only, the only thing that could hurt us there is we're going from the best – the best 
rushing attack. Like, we have to game plan for the best rushing attack in the nation right now, which there's only, what, 75 teams, so it doesn't really matter all that much. But we're going from run-heavy to pass-heavy. Like, kind of yeah. like how Kentucky's going to play Mississippi State this week. They're two totally opposites. Yeah. So, um, I guess we can move off that. I want to say – last thing I really want to say about the – Georgia Auburn game what is that Georgia I mean Auburn that was a bad look for them it left a lot of people with a bad taste in their mouth of Auburn whether they're a fan or not everybody just walked away from that game thinking oh Auburn is trash but you can say for sure there is one guy on that team who is not trash um, and if he is trash it is a gold-plated uh, you know trash receptacle a very fancy that you would find in a millionaire's house that they only throw, you know, non-perishables away in. You know, you ever been in those people's houses? <laughs> like, they're really fancy. Yes. Oh, you can't throw food away in that trash can. You got to go outside and throw, throw the food away. I'm like, what the fuck is a trash can for? I mean, <laughs> why, why, why do you got a trash can designated for different things? But anyways, it, the person I'm describing is um, our guy, which I don't know why I said our guy. Neither of us know him. Um, I know of him and have friends. Uh, yeah, I have friends, mutual friends, acquaintances, but Tank Bigsby. Everybody now knows the name Tank Bigsby from the 706, LaGrange, Georgia. I guess he probably lists Hogansville, which is pretty much the same thing. But, uh, yeah. yeah, dude, I did not know Tank was a tank like that. <laughs> Dude, he threw. He put his shoulder down and ran through some players. That dude he, is a, I mean, for a, he is a grown too, man, bro. <laughs> oh, no doubt. He does not look like a running back out there, bro. He looks like a hybrid defensive end linebacker. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's huge. Well, I, I like, gotta look up. His the size. thing is, you know, on the season he's only got forty six yards. Which, See, I mean, you play the best defense. Yeah, and that's, I can't make that – That's to me, that's not an indictment on him because he can't do anything without offensive line, bro. The number one thing, if you're going to be successful on offense, is you got to have a good offensive line. And they'll probably have the most trash offensive line in the SEC right now. I, I like to throw Vanderbilt's offensive line out there, but, yeah. Okay, yeah, fair, fair. And I'm sure there's I mean, more, too, you, but... <laughs> you can never say that, like, a certain team has the worst anything in the SEC without saying they have the second worst. Because you always got to throw in Vanderbilt. Yeah, that is true. What about... Oh, one thing, too, which is weird to say. Well, actually, no, I don't think this is weird to say. I, I'm going to say that Gus Malzahn is not good at utilizing or optimizing his running backs because you know he game plans around the quarterback first which I guess I need to get off the whole Gus Malzahn thing because technically he's not running it anymore it's Chad Moore but pretty much looks like all I mean it looks like Gus Malzahn's offense out there uh they're just spreading it out a little bit more and throwing it but they're trying to make I mean they're trying to ask Bo Nix to do what Cam Newton and these more fleet-footed quarterbacks did, and it can't be done. I don't know why they keep trying to do oh, that. No. No, it can't be done. 
I mean, especially when Bo Nix has no protection. Like, Bo Nix, I was impressed how little, like, we didn't get, but I don't, I don't even know if we had a single sack that game because every single time Bo Nix was scrambling for his life. Yeah, and he was able to get rid of the football. Let me, yeah. I got to pull up those stats. Um, but um, that, that's just kind of what baffled me. I mean, really, the whole time I was just blown away about how y'all just – I mean, it was just so clear, like, y'all y'all were going to win that after the beginning of, you know, after the first quarter. It was just so clear that they could not hold a candle to y'all and protect their quarterback or even put pressure on y'all's. So, I don't know. Auburn's got a, a, it, lot, a lot to do. The only reason they're ranked seven is just simply name recognition. Like, and if you throw in, yes. like, the other conferences, they'll probably yeah, be in the top 15. Mm-hmm. But they'll be in the top 15 still, but still, that's name recognition only. Yeah, for sure, which is how a lot of these teams have been ranked right now. Yeah, and my boss is a big Auburn fan, and all he had had to say, like, I tried to talk to him about that game. He's like, well, Auburn got exposed for, like, the fifth time this year, and they've only played two games. Imagine <laughs> that. Man, I do, um, I do have a hot take about the uh, – uh, go ahead with your stats there. I was just going to say, Tank, he ran – he had eight carries for 31 yards, and he had seven receptions for 68 yards. Bo Nix yeah. went tw- 21 of 40, 177 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. He had 11 carries for eight yards. Why do you have 11 carries with Bo Nix? Which I would say maybe five of those were him just scrambling from pressure and decided to run it. Yeah, I think he picked up a first down two or three times with his feet, but there were also a lot of times that he – I mean, he was losing yards when he'd scramble too. Yeah. But what was your hot take? But I, uh, Chad Morris won't be there next year. I like that. And did you did you hear the interview? Uh, they, were, they were talking to Malzahn about Arkansas. That's who they're playing this week. And they're talking to uh, they're talking to him, asking him like, "Oh, what do you think of Arkansas?" And I don't know if he like meant to do this or if it just flipped his mind that Chad Morris was his new offensive coordinator. But he was talking about Arkansas, and he said, "Yeah, they're a really well coached team this year. Like, they have better coaching this year, and they're doing better because of their coaches." Completely throwing his <laughs> offensive coordinator under the bus, like yeah, no regard did. to it. I think Gus Malzahn has a lot of disdain. Okay, first, Gus Malzahn did not want to give up that that menu, okay? He wanted the Waffle House menu in his hands. He wants to call the plays. He wants that offense to run how he wants it. But he saw, hey, a lot of people are calling for me to get to stop doing this. If I want to save my job, then let's try this. And I think he absolutely hates it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that Waffle House menu is going back in his hand. But – um. We're going to try to wrap this up just because uh, we've already – I don't want to keep you too much, but also my iPad's on 10% battery now. Um, you want to end this with uh, predictions? Absolutely. I'm going to go back. I might uh, clip a few sounds from last week into this one too. But uh, let's see. And here on the College Football Pod, we do spreads because uh, Chris is a, he's a gambler. Got to know I'm a degenerate. Know when to fold them. 
Arkansas, Auburn. They got Arkansas minus 13 and a half. Uh, I'm going to take actually Auburn on this game. I just think okay. Arkansas is catching Auburn at a really bad time. Okay. Like Arkansas gonna... is all pumped up, but it's Auburn's pissed. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to take Auburn on the spread, too. I was going to go Arkansas because they're not as bad as we all thought. They were able to beat our boy Mike Leach last week. But, yeah, I think um, Auburn will do better than 13 and a half. Next, we got Mississippi State, Kentucky. Wow, minus two. They got Kentucky at minus two. Yeah. Well, you know what? The reason why is because Kentucky's going to hold on to the ball the whole time. Yeah. You can't score points if you don't have the ball in your hand. Exactly. <laughs> so, but I – It's not a bad strategy. Like, no, I I would not bet on this game myself, but I would probably take uh, – I'd probably take Mississippi State. Yeah, I'm going to take Mississippi with plus two. That's just because with Mike Leach, you don't have to give him a lot of time. I mean, he can get, he can, no. he can get that offense to score a touchdown in under a minute easily if you really wanted to. But this will probably be the best defense they face too so far. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, Alabama, Mississippi, Ole Miss. They got Alabama minus twenty three and a half. I'm gonna take Ole Miss on this. I'm I'm actually gonna take Ole Miss with a plus twenty three and a half too. Not saying Ole Miss is gonna win, but I don't think they're gonna. I mean, I'd say Alabama's gonna outscore Ole Miss by twenty max. I think. I can see it being a 17-point game. Yeah, something like that. I mean, that'll include, like, a late touchdown by Ole Miss, like a last-ditch last effort. But, I mean, and also, it's going to be tremendous weather, so. And yeah. you're going to have the drunk, drunk ramblings of all their fans. Yeah, true. Uh, Florida, Texas A&M, Florida minus seven. Yeah, I was really surprised by this line, yeah, considering a, how bad A&M has looked. Yes. Uh, but I'm going to take Florida. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't bet against Florida at all this year. Yeah, same. Florida, my, that is – it's crazy how accurate Vegas is, but sometimes when you look at the spreads, you just think, what the hell are you thinking? No way. Yeah, but most of the time, no they come out right more than we do. South Carolina, Vanderbilt, South Carolina minus 13 and a half. I'm going to give this one to Derek. Oh, boy, Derek. <laughs> this, is a, wow. this is a must win. It's not a must win for Derek because Vanderbilt doesn't care. It is a must win for must champ. Oh, so, it for sure is. <laughs> I mean, you can't think, be the, the worst team in the SEC. Yeah, like after I said. After beating um, Georgia last year. Yeah, I feel like every game – Every team who plays Vanderbilt, like, that that game is a must-win because if you don't win, somebody's getting fired. Oh, yeah. LSU-Mizzou. They got LSU minus 14. I'm not big on Mizzou this year. I've already picked them twice to cover, and they've let me down both times, so I'm going to go with uh, LSU here. Yeah, I'm going to go LSU, too. I think that's kind of uh, uh spread's not too bad. I thought it would be – a little bit uh, bigger than it actually is. Last SEC matchup is, of course, uh, your your guys. Georgia minus 12 and a half over Tennessee. I think you already said Georgia. You got Georgia with a minus 12 and a half? Yeah, but honestly, if I was betting, I'd buy points and make it probably closer to like 
15 and a half, 16 and a half, make it a 17 uh, point game at least. Yeah. Yeah, I would do that too because, yeah. Uh, all I, mean, right, I, still, last... I still see it being like 31 to like 10 or something like that. But... Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's just so, this is such a weird year how everything's unfolding. And we haven't really seen the injury that, which these guys have had way more time to train and get their bodies right than the NFL players have. So you have seen that difference. Guys aren't just falling that like dropping dead with injuries every week, like they are in the NFL, but it's still a weird year where it's hard to predict anything. All right. Last game, non sec, the battle of the losers. I don't know the big loser shootout, <laughs> Oklahoma, Texas, they got Oklahoma minus two. Cause they don't really, even, nobody knows who's going to win this. <laughs> No, there's no way Oklahoma loses three in a row. I mean, what, they haven't lost two in a row since, like, 99? I'm going to go Oklahoma here. Although, I'm not impressed with Rattler. He, he's yeah. not that – everyone's talking about, oh, he's a, he's a potential Heisman runner. A, he's a freshman. You don't know that. B, he, he looks like that little octopus baby head from Toy Story. Have you seen him without his helmet on? <laughs> well, yeah, I have, but I might have to pull up a side-by-side. But – um. Yeah, with Spencer Radler, I think he's just one of those dudes that he just – I mean, he's young, true freshman. He's been told he's the ish, so I'm sure he thinks he's the ish. And you got to, you got to if you're going to perform. But, uh, yeah, he probably just tries to extend plays too much. He, he's probably trying to do way too much out there. And you know when you're Oklahoma, you don't have the backing of your defense. So it's not like, oh, okay, yeah, I can come out here – throw three interceptions or, you know, do a few three and outs. And you're going to pay for that. You don't have a defense on stopping the team, you know, that you're facing. So you got to come out and score points every possession. Yeah. I don't know. I would stay away from this game, but I might switch to Texas. I'm going to take Texas for the plus two. All right. I'll take Oklahoma then with the minus two. That. What what is money going to be? Mean? Where all the money's going? Okay, so like, money line is minus one thirty for Oklahoma, plus one ten for Texas. So right now, all the money. Well, I mean, the money's pretty evenly split. Then I know, like on the LSU Mizzou game, it's like ninety some odd percent of all the money's on LSU. So if you were ballsy and just had money to throw away, you put as much money as possible on Mizzou. Yeah. For but, sure. And that's that's just a win outright, too. That's not, like, uh, by the points. It yeah. makes it a little easier. Yeah. Well, uh, Chris, I enjoyed it, man. Uh, this went a lot smoother than last week's. <laughs> uh, absolutely. We got on a te- tear on the last week's. Yeah, we did. We and, yeah. It was just so much editing. I was like, man, I do not want to. And then I just chopped. I accidentally just chopped a little bit too much and stuff just kind of just didn't make sense in the middle of it. And I was like, all right, I'll come back to this and just never did. <laughs> but you know how it be. Yeah. No. See, it might be honestly better content if we keep doing Zoom because we won't get distracted by random stuff being in person. Yeah, but, that that is the thing, too, is that that is – yeah. Because when we were in person, we would just get off on tangents. Yeah. But and then I appreciate Steve you having me again. Oh, yeah. No, dude, no problem. And 
Yes. Yeah, so thank you to all our listeners out there. We're going to do this weekly. Sorry, we dropped the first one. But yeah, it'll be me and Chris. And then we'll have uh, Titus sprinkled in. Um, I was going to have another guy on. He didn't come through. That's okay. Shout out Kendall anyways, fellow Bammer. Um, I was going to call up my friend Haley too, Auburn alumni. Because um, she was talking some serious trash before that game. And so I actually started pulling for Auburn just because I wanted to get her on the pod. And I was going to get – I just <laughs> wanted to unleash her on you because uh, she don't hold back. <laughs> well, it would have been entertaining. She'll be, she held back some tears this week, I'm sure. Oh, uh, I don't think she held anything back with that, man. Like uh, the strings of texts <laughs> I was getting from her while she was in her drunken stupor of misery, it was crazy. <laughs> It was it was a while. She was going through it all over around it. Um, it was a tough night for her. <laughs> you know, I have I have a proposition for a podcast. Can we just get a bunch of like drunk college girls from the SEC talking college football? Dude, like, uh, I think that might be one of the best. Bro, so um, I might have to cut that. I might cut that so nobody else hears what you just said because, dude, that's I. That's been brewing in my mind. And so that's kind of what I, why I was hoping. So, dude, if Auburn would have beat Georgia, that was – bro, we were about – I was about to do that. I was about to start recruiting because I've um, – I mean, I went to high school. We're not really friends anymore. We haven't talked to each other in forever. But uh, she's a 5U at Alabama. So, I know that was one – and she talks trash. So, I thought I could get her in the mix and recruit some other girls from some other schools. But, yeah, that's a great idea, dude. I'm with you on that. It's, I'm going to work on it. That's a Barstool product right there. Yeah, it is. That's why I got to cut it, bro, because I know somebody will uh, – that's an idea somebody will jump on quick. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, well, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Chris, once again, bro. It's fun. Um, hopefully, Lane Kiffin doesn't uh, steal my soul this weekend. I'll be sure to. Keep an eye on it for you. Yeah, I know my phone. I know for sure if I'm not able to keep up with the game, as soon as my phone starts blowing up, I know the result of the game because that's how it goes down. Just got to keep you a little humble. Yeah, uh, it's okay. I, I get it. I get it. I would do it too if I were y'all. All right, man. Well, I'll catch you later, bro. All right, dude. Take it easy. You too, bro. See you. I'll see you, bro.